Welcome in again, everyone. This is the Under the Lights podcast where me and Gary Lloyd talk about high school football going on in the Birmingham metro area. I am Kyle Parmley, the sports editor at Starnes Media. Gary, we got back into region play last week. Uh, how you feeling about where we're at in the season right now? I'm feeling really good. Um, kind of sad that we're on the back half of it, but, you know, playoffs are, are on the horizon and uh, a lot of important games. And to be honest, after the week I had last week in Trustful, I'm just glad to be talking about football yes football 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 that is the topic of this podcast and let's dive into last week's games uh this was week six uh this was the first week back into region play after that middle week during the season where uh some teams take by some teams play non-region games back into region action last week uh let's get into some class 7a region 3 action um the game i was at last friday night thompson and hewitt trustful Thompson wins this one 14 to 12. Uh, just a really, it's a slugfest. It was a game defined by just key plays and big moments. Um, Hewitt Trustful, they got down 14 to six early in the fourth quarter and then rallied on the final. They got the ball back late, put together a final drive, scored with a little over a minute to go. And then the two point conversion just came up a little short. So the Huskies fall there just a, I wrote in my story, just like there were just so many key plays there. Hewitt turned the ball over twice coming out of the half. They went into the halftime up six, nothing could have been 10, nothing, but they turned the ball over twice in the third quarter coming out. Thompson takes advantage. They end up going up on a pick six early in the fourth. So tough, tough loss for the Huskies, but Thompson maintains its uh, status atop the region. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like one of the best defensive efforts we've seen in years from Hewitt Trustful. No doubt. Um, you know, I said last week that that Hewitt Trustful, at least on both sides of the ball, I was a little more talking about the offensive side of the ball, but kind of needed needed the blocking game of its of its season. Did did it kind of look that way? It sounds like, like you said, it was a slug fest and just kind of a just a defensive battle on both sides. It really was. Hewitt Trustful's defense, uh, they had a lot of like bend don't break going on. Uh, Thompson running back AJ Green had a big night. I mean, he or he, he went for over 170 yards, but he didn't score. He fumbled oh, once and early in the game, and and Hewitt kind of took took advantage of some of that. They but that, otherwise they buckled down and, and really limited Thompson's passing game, other than one big pass play that resulted mm-hmm. in a touchdown. So, um, yeah, yeah, no, but you're right. But I will say, Josh Floyd, Hewitt Trustful head coach, said after the game that that. Thompson defensive lineman Peter Woods is one of the best he's ever coached against. And he was in the backfield all night, and Hewitt had to do a lot of things to try to scheme away from him. That was really tough to do so. But, yes, you're right. A lot of defense being played in that game. Wow. wow. That's, yeah, that's uh, impressive for both teams to play defense like that. And I'm sure a lot of fans, uh, especially with Thompson playing Clay Chauvel, Thompson playing Hewitt Trustful, what we're kind of used to out of all three of those teams, we're expecting a lot more points than, than they've seen. But that's uh, – it's fun to see that defense show out every now and then. Oh, no doubt. Uh, another region three game. Vestavia Hills takes down Chelsea 52 to 10. Vestavia got off to a real quick start, put the hammer down and cruised to victory. I think they had over 500 yards of offense, limited Chelsea to a buck 65. Uh, just a really impressive performance for the Rebels. Yeah, I think I read in 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 the story, the post game story, that maybe that's the most points Vestavia scored since they ascended to seven A back in twenty fourteen. So, yeah, I was, you know, I I I said last week, you know, that I, I thought, you know, there's the potential that this could be a really good game. It was either that or Vestavia was going to blow the doors off, and Vestavia blew the doors off. 
early and often. And just, I mean, they, they just seem to be a team that under this, you know, new coach, Robert Evans, that really, you know, they, they put the pedal down and they don't let up when, when they, when they smell blood, they're after it. So uh, that's a really good mindset to have, you know, especially them coming off a of bye. They really took care of business and they're going to need to keep that pedal down uh, as they move forward, especially this week, which we'll talk about in a minute. Right. Absolutely. Uh, another region three contest. Hoover takes down Oak Mountain 40 to nothing. Really impressive performance for the Bucks. Fifth straight loss for Oak Mountain. But that result is not the main story of this game. Uh, Hoover quarterback Brewer Smith goes down with an injury. We're not 100% sure the severity of it yet, but he had really started to come on the last couple weeks and playing really well. So you hate to see him go down. Uh, Brody Stacy came in for Hoover and played really well in the second half of that game. Um, but we'll just have to see where that puts Hoover's offense as we move forward. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even realize that. I mean, I, to be honest, I, I skimmed the post game, but I didn't realize that he went down. That's that's really tough. Uh, like you said, we'll see. Because like everybody else that's competing for a playoff spot or competing for you know a one or two seed out of the region to to have that home field, yeah, that's a really big deal, especially for Hoover. They've still got Thompson left, obviously. They've got Tuscaloosa County coming up. That's a bigger game than, than we would have thought coming up this week, but that Hoover defense, you know, we said it uh, previously, it kind of went as expected, you know, they, they still have to play the games, but Hoover was only allowing what 10 or 11 points a game. We kind of thought, you know, there's probably the potential they go into Oak mountain at Herdmont and get a shutout. And they did. Uh, so, you know, those, those struggles on offense continue for Oak mountain. Not sure what you were going to, you know, accomplish against that Hoover defense. You know, it's not exactly the week to turn things around, but Hoover just just taking care of business, you know, Brewer Smith or not, you know, 40 to nothing speaks for itself. So hopefully he's okay. And uh, we really see him continue to ascend uh, as we get into some of these more important games down the stretch. Yeah, a couple of other notes from that game. KJ Law has a huge night. He goes for three total touchdowns. And then, uh, I mean, look, <laughs> It's yeah, like you said, the, the Hoover defense, they're so good. I mean, they pitch that shutout. Um, and then they're you know, they're gonna be key down the stretch. So we'll yeah, see I mean, how that goes. Well, I mean, seven games in, and I, I mean they're allowing, I think, under 10 points per game now. I mean, seven games against some of the opponents that they've played have been really tough, and they still haven't allowed 20 points in a game. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. One more Region 3 game from last week. Tuscaloosa County beats Spain Park 38-28. to Spain Park scored first, but kind of gave up a run of, of touchdowns for T County there. Um, but another tough loss for the Jags. They're, they're competing. They're just not quite there yet. Um, but I know you're thrilled because T County is now 5-1, and one, and they are one of your uh, feel-good stories of the season so far. Yeah, I know. Like I'm, I'm you know, Adam Weingarten, I'm, I'm waiting on the T County merch to come in the mail. Right. You know, no. Um, yeah, a big, a big win for T County. You know, they they had to almost kind of respond and then hold on. And, you know, uh, with a kind of a tough road test, you know, Spain Park, like you said, under uh, Tim Vakakis, to me, they've been impressive in that regard that they've lost five in a row, but in every game they've competed. They, you know, they could have easily, they were down 24 to seven the other night to Tuscaloosa County and really came back and made it a game on homecoming. So, you know, Tim Vakakis keeps saying it after every game, that's on me. You know, I've got to get these guys ready to play. And I, I realize that's coach speak to some degree, but I really like the way he leads a program. And I think you're really seeing that in the effort that those guys are putting forward week after week. 
they're just they're they're going to keep building and eventually they're going to they're going to get over that hump and then yeah for tuscaloosa county i know that's a little out of our coverage area but we see them a lot in in region three five and one overall now three and one in the region only loss was what to hewitt trustful at home you know the the back half of their schedule uh, i was looking their next three weeks are going to determine a lot it's good that they're off to a three and one start because they're at Hoover this week, then they host Thompson, and then they travel to Vestavia Hills. So that is a backloaded region schedule. Uh, but it's fun for us because there's a lot to jumble there with, you know, five or so teams fighting for four spots. So a lot of fun to be had down the stretch in Region 3. Yep, absolutely. Well, let's take a look outside of Region 3. The game you were at, Helena, with a surge in the fourth quarter to beat Briarwood 31-21. Helena running back, is it Jordan Washington? Had a Jordan huge Washington. night, um, good one for the Huskies, and they just too much, too too strong in the final quarter, pushes past the Lions. Yeah, and you know, I, I kind of look at Jordan Washington. You know, that was my first time seeing him, but I've also only seen the Hoover defense once, and it was kind of the same look in a way. And what I mean by that is, when I saw Hoover's defense play at Hewitt Trustful. They just seemed to step above. They almost looked like college athletes on the field and not just like true freshman college athletes, like juniors been in the weight room for three years kind of athletes. He kind of looks the same way. He just he looks like a linebacker playing running back. And he broke a big one in the first half, uh, 80-yard touchdown run, had 100 yards on the dot at halftime. So other than that big run, Briarwood held him to 20 yards on 11 carries. So a really good job from the Briarwood defense in the first half. He just, he was just too much and they kind of wore down in the second half, but offensively uh, yeah, it was, it was a struggle at times for Briarwood. They, they couldn't convert third downs um, all that well. And when they would get some positive yardage, you know, a good first down gain or a first down, they immediately get called for a false start and they're putting themselves behind the chains too much. And then on the other side, Helena was excellent on third downs. I think I had them for uh, nine of 14 uh, on the night on third downs. And three of those uh, were all passes that went 10 plus yards for first downs to Tory Ward, I think is his name or receiver for Helena six foot four and just looked like a, like a power forward out there. I mean, he get, he gets three catches for 54 yards, but, you know, Coach Forrester uh, from Briarwood talked about it after the game. I said, what, what was tough in the second half, you know, getting your defense off the field? And he said, the receiver 6'4". And, yeah. you know, I mean, that pretty much summed it up. I mean, on one of his last catches, Briarwood had him covered well. They had a guy almost like kind of behind and a guy in front. And both of them timed it well. They both go up. And he just he's just taller and can jump higher. So that Helena team is really a team to watch for. I mean, they're now six and one, I think, overall. Uh, really, really tough team. They've got pieces. They've got the running game. Their quarterback's a dual threat kind of guy. He's accurate. And uh, the defense is solid. And for Briarwood, just a, a really tough loss at home in that 6A region three, you know, they're, they're on the outside looking in right now. So everything's still in front of them. They just got to come out on top in some of these games. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, two more from last weekend. Pennsylvania Valley beats Huffman 47 to nothing on homecoming and John Carroll falls to Pleasant Grove 48 to 13. Um, not much else to say about those games. Uh, but uh, give me a final takeaway from what you saw last week, Gary. 
Uh, I kind of just mentioned it in a way is, you know, we, we focus a lot and by we, I mean, media, I mean, fans, you know, even other coaches, other players across the state, we focus a lot on class seven, a region three, but I, I think, I think maybe we've discount. I don't want to say discount. Maybe we should be propping up class six, a region three, a little bit more, you know, Homewood right now sits atop that region at three and oh, and then you've got Helena, <clears throat> excuse me, Helena three and one. And I'm going to look just cause I got to keep my team straight here. And then Benjamin Russell and Pelham are both two and one, you know, Briarwood for all its offensive struggles, you know, just struggling to protect Christopher Vizina a little bit. Uh, they've had to replace some skill guys from last year. You know, that you still have a five-star quarterback going to Clemson and they're on the outside looking in. Briarwood hasn't missed the playoffs in any classification since 1992. And right now they're on the outside looking in. And these games, you know, the, a lot of regions end up a jumble like that. 7A region three ends up a jumble like that at times. It is right now a little bit. But all of these games have been really close. You've had a lot of overtime games, a lot of one possession games. So my takeaway is just how competitive and how close these teams are in 6A region three right now. It's really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. There's there's six teams that legitimately feel like they should be in the playoffs from that region, and only four are going to get there. Uh, to put Briarwood's playoff perspective or playoff streak into perspective, they have been in the playoffs every year of my life. So that's uh, it's almost I guess it's 29 years now. So uh, we'll see if they can keep that alive. We're not going to uh, talk about my age, but yeah, right, right, right. Go, go ahead. Um, so, yeah, but I'll, I'll give you my takeaway. Um, I just – I am loving how teams are – like these games that are defensive struggles. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm a huge fan of, like, Mike Leach, the air raid offense. Like, that kind of stuff I love. But there is something really refreshing about every game is not – this is across high school, college, the NFL. Games aren't necessarily 45 to 40 anymore. And that is awesome. Like, we've spent over a decade of everybody figuring out these spread concepts. And I was talking to somebody last week. Everybody runs the same stuff now. Everybody's adapted to what these concepts are. And now we're in a kind of a bubble where everybody's running the same thing. And it's made it a lot more conducive to defenses kind of figuring things out. I'm looking forward to more of these 14 to 12 games like I saw last week. Now, like the, the, the shootouts have their place, but I love the everything that comes, the drama and the emotion that comes along with these defensive struggles. So yeah. more of those in the future, hopefully. So yeah, we'll especially, yeah, especially as we move into November in the playoffs. There's something about cold weather and defense, just perfect. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, let's move on to week seven. Uh, kind of a split schedule this week. Handful of games on Thursday night, handful on Friday. Uh, we'll tackle the Thursday ones first. Uh, How about, that, what about uh, – sorry to cut you off. What about player of the week from last week? Thanks for reminding me. Let's do player yeah. of the week before we, we, uh, before we dive into the next week. So last week, uh, the standout performances kind of goes along with my takeaway. Tons of defense, not necessarily those breakout offensive performances that you normally get. But I've got three names for you for the player of the week. Uh, let's run through them real quick. And then you can go vote on my Twitter page, at Kyle Parmley. 
to take a take a vote on this year this week's player of the week. Let's start at Hoover. I mentioned KJ Law, the wide receiver, had two rushing touchdowns, three total touchdowns, goes for 170 all-purpose yards, and Hoover's big win over Oak Mountain. Big game for KJ. Uh, the game that you saw, Briarwoods, Cooper Higgins also kind of helped out rushing and receiving. He goes for 124 all-purpose yards, scores a touchdown for Briarwood. And then the third one I'll give you this week, Hewitt Trustful kicker Riley Rigg kicked two key field goals in the first half. Uh, unfortunately, Hewitt came up short, but he was solid uh, for the Huskies as well. So those are three. Make sure you go vote on my Twitter page after you watch this podcast. Uh, Gary, make sure you cast your vote as well. And now let's dive into the uh, this week's slate of games. Uh, the game I'm going to go to on Thursday night, Homewood paying a visit to Chilton County. You talked about Homewood being on the top of this region. Um, this is going to be a big one if they uh, they want to legitimately think they can win this region title. And uh, they're, they're catching the Chilton County team that's kind of struggled the last few weeks. Yeah, I think I think this is a – it feels to me at least kind of like a Homewood versus itself type game, you know. I mean, like you said, Chilton County reeling a little bit. I was looking like, you know, is this the team that lost by one touchdown to Briarwood and one touchdown in overtime to Helena? Or is the Chilton County team that we're going to see the team that lost 38-14 to 14 to Clear and 48 nothing last week to Benjamin Russell? So right. a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde there. So I, I feel like Homewood just needs to kind of – uh, I know it's cliche and, and stuff, but just kind of needs to do what it does and show up, take care of business, and uh, move to 4-0 in the region. Yep. Uh, a game that got moved to Thursday night a few weeks ago, Oak Mountain is going to pay a visit to Thompson. Uh, Oak Mountain has been uh, really struggling in the last month or so, five straight losses. They're going to visit a Thompson team that I know is going to be eager to really get the offense rolling. Thompson's offense really hasn't gotten untracked the last several weeks. Yeah, and I mean, this is a game that in recent years, Oak Mountain has been one of those team, kind of surprise teams that's given Thompson fits, you know, with Evan Smith. But um, this is a different year. Evan Smith's out in Chicago, you know, playing at Northwestern now. So this is this is a different story. And, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't have a lot more to say about that. I, I think Thompson, you know, really maybe finds itself a little bit more offensively this week. And, you know, those struggles uh, for Oak Mountain, another tough week playing a defense like that. So you might see back-to-back weeks of shutouts. We'll see. But, yeah, I, I would think Thompson big in this game. Yeah, no breaks in Region 3. We know that. Uh, another game, Mountain Brook paying a visit to Parker on Thursday night. Uh, I think Mountain Brook is clearly the better team in this matchup, but Parker is a team that has got the capability to to hang with teams. I mean, they they're not they're no slouch by any means. So Mountain Brook's gonna have to show up and play well. They got a week off, maybe to rest and recuperate after that tough Hoover game. So we'll we'll see what version of the Spartans we get after their bye week. Yeah, I would I would expect you know kind of a broken record with Mountain Brook, just more of that consistency. You know, they're just they're just so solid in all phases and. Uh, you know, these teams haven't played in, I think it was like almost a decade, Mountain Brook's 5-0 and all time against Parker. But like you said, you know, they're, uh, I think they were, what, 4-2 and two or something like that, 4-2, uh, and 2-2 two, two and two in the region. But that's kind of what I was going to say, too. You kind of took, took the words out of my mouth is – you know, don't don't sleep on on Parker. I was looking at their, you know, they're one in three at home, but those games at home, the one win was over Ramsey, which is mm-hmm. just a really good team. Right. And then the losses are to Jackson Olin and then Gardendale and Pleasant Grove. So, you know, that that's that's not an easy place to play. So Mountain Brook's gonna need to bring its best to uh come out with a win. Absolutely. Uh one more Thursday game, John Carroll making a visit to Ramsey. 
Ramsey is a team that has established itself as a 5A state contender this year. So John Carroll has got their hands full for the second week in a row after playing Pleasant Grove last week. Not an easy two-week stretch. No, almost impossible, really. I mean, that yeah, that's that's going to be a tough one uh, for John Carroll at, at Legion Field. So, uh, you know, things trending a little tough for them uh, on this back half of the schedule. So uh, just a, re- a really tough, tough draw there having to go to Ramsey this week. Moving on to Friday, uh, big Region 3 game on Friday night. Vestavia Hills paying a visit to Hewitt Trustful. This game is a big swing game in the, in the region standings. Uh, the team that wins is going to feel really good about playing their way into that three seed, potentially more or less, depending on how the rest of it shakes out. But the loser of this game starts to sweat a little bit when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah, and I think uh, I'll be there this Friday, right? If you say so. Yeah, if I say be. so, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah cool. No, like I, I'm, I feel like this could be one of the best games of the night, uh, either Thursday or Friday. Uh, it seems like a, a really good matchup type game, you know. Uh, Kewitt Trustful likes to go fast. Robert Evans likes to go fast. Defenses are, are kind of comparable, you know. Can that Bestavia defense that's allowing? I think they're allowing a shade under 16 a game. You know, a lot of focus goes to you know, how, how quick their pace is and how many plays they run a game and, you know, some of the, the offensive uh, uh, explosions they've had at times this year. But that defense has been has been sound pretty much all year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that matchup. Does, you know, can Peyton Floyd and that offense spread it around enough to, you know, put enough points on the board at home? Uh, and, yeah, both of those teams, two and two in the region right now, trailing Thompson, Hoover, and Tuscaloosa County this 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 one, like you said, it, it means an incredible amount for the for the playoff push. So both teams are really going to want it, and so I expect a, a, just a really gritty game Friday night. Hanging in Region Three, Spain Park paying a visit to Chelsea. Uh, Spain Park lost five in a row. Chelsea's lost three in a row. One of these teams is going to snap a losing streak. Um, Spain Park trying to get off the schneid and get its first region win. So we'll. I mean, this is – we've talked ad nauseum about both of these programs, first-year head coaches doing – they're really building. But this will this will be a, a big game for the winner here for sure. Yeah, I mean, it feels like a game of pride, you know. And what, what I love, though, is that I feel like it – despite both teams, you know, won't make the playoffs, they're both on those losing streaks you mentioned, it feels like it could, could be one of the most competitive games of the night. And, um, yeah, I think a lot of pride on the line and – and both teams, like you said, trying to build. And I just love what, what Todd Cassidy's done at Chelsea so far with the mindset there, what Tim Vakakis has done with the mindset uh, with the Jaguars. And, yeah, just a, a game that, that despite the records, I, I feel like whoever's covering that game, you know, the fans in attendance, I think they're going to see a really good one. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely there. Uh, Tuscaloosa County is paying a visit to Hoover. Uh, this is going to be a reality check for T County. We're, I mean, we'll see if they can keep up the good vibes, but that Hoover defense, I'm, I'm feeling is going to be a little too much for them. Yeah, pro- I mean, probably so. I, I agree. But who, who had this one on the slate for this week, thinking that this has the potential for the winner could potentially host a first round playoff game, Hoover right. and Tuscaloosa County? So, I mean, yeah, you know, props for me continue for Tuscaloosa County, I guess. But, yeah, they're going to have to spread it around. They're going to have to throw the ball, I think, a, a little bit more. You know, their, their running game uh, for the Wildcats has been has been really good. Uh, it's been really successful. But, yeah, that, that Hoover defense is a different animal. So we'll see how Brewer Smith is, like you mentioned, uh, and we'll see what, what Hoover looks like offensively. But, yeah, a really tough stretch here for Tuscaloosa. 
Tuscaloosa County, and I'd uh, I'd expect the Bucks to bring their best. Yeah, no, for sure. A few more. Uh, Calera is uh, heading to Briarwood. Uh, we talked about this region a little while ago. Briarwood is uh, trying to get back into that top four in this region, and they'll face a Calera team that also had hopes of being in the playoffs, and they're both on the outside looking in as it stands right now. Yeah, I mean – you're to the point now where, yeah, things are still in front of you if you're Briarwood. You, you've still got chances. You've, you've still got Calera. You've got to go to Homewood. But I think this is their last home region game, I think, for Briarwood. That's as must win as it gets. Um, you know, you're you're already on the outside looking in. So they've really got to put a full four quarters together. Uh, you know, big-time players got to make some big-time plays. The offensive line's got to protect. They've really got to clean up. Uh, some penalties offensively, just some self-inflicted stuff, you know, just different you know, false starts, holding, you know, all those kind of things that, you know, now we're into October, you, you've got to have that stuff cleaned up and they've got to play a really clean game. And uh, they just, if they, if they want to keep that streak going, you know, to make the playoffs every year of Kyle Parmley's life, they've uh, yeah, they, they've got to win it. Absolutely. A couple more. Clay Chalbel is hosting Huffman. Clay Chalbel will win this region game going away, I'm sure. And then Pinson Valley is paying a visit to center point. Uh, Pinson's a better team, but I think this could be a little more challenging than Pinson wants it to be because center point's off to a really good start this year and, and they get the Indians at home. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is kind of what I mentioned earlier is like you didn't necessarily have this game circled, but this is another one that's, kind of, you know, first round of the playoffs at home on the line kind of thing. You know, center point six and one, three and one in the region, uh, Pinson Valley two and one in the region. You didn't maybe necessarily expect this game to be worth so much. But, yeah, Pinson Valley on paper, probably the better team, more athletes, that kind of thing. But, yeah, they, they have to go to center point. But on the flip side of that, Pinson Valley has been some road warriors this year. You know, they they win at Florence. They later have to vacate that win. But then they've also won at Oxford and they've won at Homewood. All three of those games are just incredible road wins. So Pinson Valley's battle tested. Uh, you know, they almost knock off Clay Chalkbull at home. Uh, so, I, yeah, may, maybe this is a really good game, but uh, I would lean with the Indians here. Yeah, well, we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, it should be a good week. We've got two nights, lots of games Thursday, a few Friday. Uh, so let's see if uh, – yeah, once you listen to this, go remember to vote for the player of the week on my Twitter page, at Kyle Parmley. Uh, if you need me or Gary this week, we will be trying to will the Braves to the National League East Division title. Uh, so fingers crossed for that. Um, and then, yeah, Gary, another week. Let's do it. Yeah, I hope by the time folks listen to this, the Braves have wrapped up the division. So we'll, uh, we'll hope for that. I like that idea. But, uh, yeah, thanks as always for listening. And uh, have a great week, and we'll see you next time.